At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Horton's new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, week three concludes tonight in Dallas, the Eagles in town. I know right around Michael Lombardi there in Ocean City. They only want the money line. If you want the money line, you got to lay 175. You can come back the other way. Plus, where, where were we at? Plus 150-ish on the Eagles. Uh, three right now is the number here, although you can find a couple of hooks out there. So three and a half at a bunch of books as well. It, it's, it's really kind of split. Michael kept on talking yesterday about how, and all week actually, how you think this is going to close mostly threes and uh, we're split right now. Threes, three and a halves, mostly three and yeah. a halves right now. I, I, I like the Philly tonight, but the th- to me, the hook is important. I think it's a field goal game and I don't think you want to be on the wrong side of that, you know? And so if it gets the three and you push, you know, this is going to be a game where, you know, both teams, I mean, the Eagles offensively haven't looked great in rhythm. Tonight, I have a feeling they will because it's going to be a defense that they're going to be familiar with to play. So, uh, you know, I think it'll be a close game. I think it should be a good game. It should be a close game. And I think anytime you get a, a divisional opponent at three and a half that has a really good defensive front, that has a good offensive line that can play on the road, Big big game for the quarterback. Jalen Hurts, as, as Will Hill said, he's one look and run. He tends to stare down the receivers tonight. You know, we talked about that. So he's got to play big. He's got to come up and play big because they're counting on him. Okay, we'll get your we'll get your play before we get out of here. But let's go back and continue to recap and see what we can take from some of these games. Week three, one would be straight up winner as a three point dog for the Saints in New England. Twenty eight thirteen stays yeah. under the posted total of forty three and a half. My guess is this is the worst type of loss for Bill Belichick. You can tell me if I'm right because all three phases they struggled. Yeah, look, I, I was worried about this game before. I, I, I talked about it before on the Sunday show. Not a good matchup for New England. Here's where I think I have made a mistake on New England's team this year when I self-evaluate and look over these teams. I thought the strength of their football team was going to be the offensive line. I thought their offensive line with with big boy Trent Brown at right tackle and Isaiah Wynn at left tackle and David Andrews back at center, even though they lose – uh, you know, they lose Joe Tooney. They replace him with Michael. I can't say his last name. And then at right guard, Shaq Mason. These guys, Brown's been hurt since the seventh play of the first game. These guys haven't played well at all. They've gotten physically manhandled in three straight games. And it's really been the biggest issue in New England. You know, they've played well enough 
to win some games. They turn the ball over, which is ref- which is cause and effect of this offensive line. They can't. They couldn't run block yesterday at all. They couldn't get their running game going. They throw the ball 51 times. Can't win a game like that. They turn it over three times. This is the second time Malcolm Jenkins has come to Foxborough, and he has a pick six. I mean, he did it in 2015. You know, we're getting ready to score down on the re- in the in the one yard line. He picks off Brady and runs it 99 yards for a touchdown. So everybody's going to wonder what's the problem with the Patriots. The problem with the Patriots is they were counting on this offensive line to be good, and they're not. Interesting. Winston, 13 to 21, again, doesn't throw for much, just 128. Two touchdowns doesn't make the mistake. So a good bounce back for the Saints from week two. It looked like a broken play defensively on the first touchdown pass to Kamara. Like, no doubt. Am I wrong there? No doubt. I mean, look like Van Noy thought he was going to have help inside. And, and you know, you've got. Look, they were horrible in the red zone. They were, I mean, they allowed the Saints to score, I think, four out of the five trips into the red zone, which was bad. Uh, this is, again, situational football. This is unlike what we're used to seeing out of a Belichick coach team, but they didn't play well. They had a mental assignment down there. They couldn't get off the field. Most of those completions occurred on third down, you know, mm-hmm. where they were 46% on third down, six for 13 on third down, and the Patriots had 19 third downs. They can't. People want them to work the ball down the field. Well, it's hard to work the ball down the field when you can't protect. And once again, you know, the the the, the Saints did a great job on third down. They're three for four in the red zone, and this is the game. That's the game. When you can't hold teams, when you, you can't hold teams to field goals and you allow them to score touchdowns, you're going to lose games. And the three turnovers with pressure on Mac Jones Killer. consistently not all the help. time. You know, and Janu Smith can't catch the ball. I mean, he can't catch the ball. Two players yesterday really cost, almost cost their team. Hollywood Brown, Hollywood Brown almost ruined. If they would have lost the game, That's two drops. nobody would have. Rem- Hollywood Brown killed the Ravens yesterday, Agreed. killed them. And, and Smith killed the Patriots. Now, the Patriots weren't going to win this game because until the Patriots get physical up front, until the Patriots improve this offensive line, and I don't know how they're going to do that, if Trent Brown comes back, that certainly will help. But they've got to figure out a way to get better production out of this offensive line. They've got to be more physical. And starting with the first game, Miami beat them up. The Jets beat them up, and they got away with it. What do you think his message is to the team when it comes to the lack of toughness? Well, I think he's going to demand toughness from them, especially in the offensive line. And they're going to go out there and they're going to have to. I think a lot of it is that they got to be able to improve in practice. And Mac Jones has got to have some time to throw the football. And they've got to be better in situation. They couldn't get the ball back. I mean, they had That's it a right. 21-13 game. They couldn't get the ball back. They gave up a touchdown the final drive of the game. I mean, they got to be able to do that. Yeah, that was a time-consuming 75-yard drive to, to finish off the game. You're right. You just kept on waiting. 13 plays. They went 75 yep. yards. Yeah, great point. I I guess if I take a positive would be maybe just the fact that they had no right being in the game. They kind of came back a little bit, but they just were. They had no right being they, in the they game. They had no right being from the jump. And you, to be fair, you, you called the, you, you gave out the uh, Saints yeah. yesterday. I mean, I would never, you know, I, I, I'm never going to pick against the Panthers or the. Sure, uh, of course. Or the, or the Patriots because my sons are there and I made it very clear there. So I'm not going to just overtly pick against them. But if you can read between the lines, yeah. I, you know. It was more I, I you just saying you're concerned. Read. You say I'm concerned. <laughs> when, I, when, when I was on Mad Dog on, on Thursday, he, he picked the Patriots. And I'm like, okay, good luck with that one now. Yeah. You, that's you, gonna your be, answer that's going to be a hard game. Your answer was it's I gonna hope be you're a hard right. Game. I hope you're right. Yeah. Is your answer. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's tough being a dad and a professional at the same time. Um, I never really asked you, but I would imagine it's more stressful for you. Watch with it was easier when you had control. When your kids are coaching, it's like you've got, don't. But really when you're have in personnel, you really don't have control. So gotcha. you're always you're. I'm always in that. You're always in that forbidden territory of no control, and so you're watching it. And you know, once again, we're in the veterinarian, but you have to figure out what's wrong with your team. And, you know, they've added all these skilled players, but their offensive line, they've got to get more production out of it. They've got to be able to block stunts and and flatten the line of scrimmage so this quarterback can have time to throw the football. People say, well, if they wouldn't have lost Brady, well, Brady was back there. He'd be getting hit way too much, too. Speaking of Brady, so 34-24 winner for the Rams, essentially closed to pick him. You think McVay likes his new toy? 
The Stafford kid? Yeah. Oh, geez. How about, the, how about the Sean Jackson? I mean, this game, this is another one of those games. Like, you talk about the Patriots-Saints game, that, that was the score wasn't as close as it, this, really this it was. was. No, this was a this Rams, I, you give them an A-plus in this game. I thought the Rams' defense was tremendous. A 34-24 is not indicative. Well put. I mean, they, Deshaun Jackson's open for two touchdowns. He, they miss him. He's behind the defense twice, and they missed him. So, look, they dominated this from start to finish. And, again, you know, they were able – here's the difference between this Ram team and the Jared Goff Ram team, Ram, uh, uh, Rams teams is this team can throw dropback passes. This team can throw dropback passes. Those teams couldn't. It's – it's it's almost not it's not bittersweet because I've just I've fought with so many friends in Michigan where they just kill Stafford and I'm like, look, it's got a long way to go, but he's just very. You can tell him and McVeigh have that kind of vibe. It's four touchdowns, twenty-seven to thirty-eight, very efficient. You mentioned this this Ram defense greater than sign this Bucks defense. Put it that way. Yeah, no doubt. The, the Bucks defense right now is just so hurt in the secondary. They don't have Jason Pierre-Paul. He was out for the game. They're not the same team. Now, they go up in New England, and this front will give New England trouble. I mean, that's going to be the game up in New England this weekend. New England can't block. They couldn't block the, the, the Saints front. They're going to have a really hard time blocking this front with Vita Vey inside, who just who's really one of the premier. I know it's going to sound ridiculous when I say this, but Vita Vey is one of the best pass rushers in football. One of the best pass rushers the in football. He powers that center back, and he creates so much problems for guards. You know, I mean, there was another play in that Detroit game. On the second down pass play, I don't know what Detroit player, but he powered the guard back. That was complete holding they never called. They let that game play at the end. They don't call the pass interference. They don't call the uh, the, the uh, delay of the game, and they don't call that holding call. I guess if there's one concern for the Rams, it's, you know, lack of a run game. They, you know, but but again, Tampa Bay, how about this? The Bucks rushed for 35 yards. You know who their leading rusher was? Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't run the ball. You can't run the ball in Tampa. That's the problem. They make you one-dimensional. They make you one-dimensional. Yeah, those are two pretty good. In, in, he's not the best receiver in football. He's the most productive. Cooper Cup continues to be. He, the, this nice player. Energy with he and Stafford. Nice player. And Jackson, Deshaun Jackson, like I felt like it was 10, 10 years ago. He had 120 yards and a touchdown. Another, you know, 75-yard reception. I mean, he was behind the defense twice. Constantly. I mean, he was constantly behind it. And again, this game wasn't even close. 34-24 is deceiving if you're looking to apply that score to next week. That was completely deceiving. Um, Okay. We have a minute break and come back with this, but I'll tease you with it. You can kind of set set it up. We have to discuss uh, Mr. Nagy. Nagy. The guru? The guru? The guru. We have to discuss the offense, Justin Fields, and what happened in Cleveland yesterday because uh, I, I know some people are calling for your boy to get fired. Maybe, really? Maybe Shocking. he'll find, maybe. <laughs> Was it the same person that said the Bucks are going to go undefeated? Yeah, I think Might that's right. Okay. So I didn't see a ton of rue in Cleveland as far as the Bears offense. If you saw it, maybe you could find it during the break and come back and explain to me exactly what the hell that was with a rookie under center for the Bears. Okay, so we'll come back with that one. Uh, So plenty to do as we continue along. Plus, we'll keep monitoring that number. Some books are three tonight. Most sitting three and a half. Michael called it, though. We are sitting three with the Cowboys laying it. We come back with the Bears at the dog pound in Cleveland next here at Lombardi Line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Brent, thank you. So, betting splits are up right now. Latest betting splits on every game, including tonight's uh, Monday Night Tilt. The Cowboys hosting the Eagles. Find out which way the public's betting and which way the tickets are being written right now. Odds, data, analysis for every game. Start your next sports bet at vcin.com. Lombardi Line, Michael Lombardi. Do you have a birthday in the family today? We sure do. We sure do. My man Dino turns two today. Yeah, we Happy sure birthday, do. The youngest Dino. one. Yeah, Dino's a big Dino's a big hoop fan now. Dino's big with the ball. He, You're not gonna get the ball out of Dino's hand. Dino loves the ball. That's adorable. He drives, yeah, he, he's the, he's my guy. M Lombardi NFL. Guy. If you want to go give a shout to Dino on his second birthday, he's got. Yep. You know what? He's already got it figured out at two. It appears, Dino. Yeah, no, he loves the ball. So I just saw just a couple updates here. Andy Reid's been re- released from the hospital. Going to turn to the facility today, and KJ Hamler tore his ACL. No, I didn't see that. Hamler's yep. out. Adam Schefter just reported those two things. I thought I'd update you. Oof, that's big. And and I, Ben Fox has a great, great tweet. He did it three minutes ago. Let's hear it. There are four NFL teams winless against the spread this season. Drum Give them roll, to me. please. Give them to me. Your Kansas City Chefs, mm-hmm. Chiefs. No surprise. The Jacksonville Jaguars, shocking. Uh-uh. Yeah, the New York football Jets, which, look, I'm going to tell you something. If it wasn't for Coach Garrett in Washington, we'd be talking about Mike LaFleur's offense because it's really bad. Mike LaFleur's offense is really bad. I don't know what he's trying to get done, but he's not getting anything done. Yes. But, again, we still have Matt Nagy. And then the fourth team is Washington football team. Okay, we're going to get to them. First, let's touch on Justin Fields. I I can't wait to ask you about Washington. But first, Justin Fields and this offense, uh, it couldn't have gone worse in Cleveland. And weird because they took the lead 3-0. They were kind of hanging around. And then Cleveland's just uh, class took over. 26-6 win with a a 7.5 close, so they do cover. Let's talk about what happened here, though. Justin Fields, 6 for 20, 68 yards. Well, I mean, they had six first downs in the game, Patrick. <laughs> Two of them by penalty. Unbelievable. I mean, here's where this is not about we didn't play well. This is about we didn't plan well. Because when you only get six first downs, four of them on your own and two by penalty, the, you have to go back and say the plan's bad. Like, we're playing Cleveland. Now, say whatever you want about Cleveland. Complex defense is not what you're going to say about Cleveland. That you know where they're going to be, you know how they're going to play it. They're not going to do anything different. You've got you had two game tapes. You could watch the Chief game. You could watch the Texan game. It was pretty clear. You got a way to set up some things, but they gave this kid no chance to be successful. Now look, I said it on the show. He holds the ball too long, and if it doesn't go off as scripted at practice, it was not going to go. And obviously, it didn't. It didn't. 
you know, what bothered me about Fields coming out in college was his inability to anticipate throws. I've said it on this program numerous times. I was not in love with Justin Fields. Was never in love. I love his athleticism. I didn't think he had a natural feel for the position to throw the ball. But that's not on him yesterday. He's a young player. He's going to hold the ball. You've got to have to run play action with him. You're going to have to keep him under center. He's not an RPO quarterback. All these guys, they want to make him RPO quarterbacks. He needs to be in play action. You mean to tell me you can't run a boot a naked to get a completion for the poor kid? The offensive line was putrid for the Bears, which caused him to quicken up a little bit. And he just, he, I just saw a quote. I can't, I'm taking it out of context, Michael, but he said, I'm not used to this. Fields quote was, I'm not used to this. I don't know what this is he's I'm referring lost. to, but we lost his, uh, Michael's uh, audio there. I'm not sure what he's referring to in Justin Fields when he said, I'm not used to this. My guess is, is this is a fast game. It's almost like what Urban Meyer said when he was talking to Fangio and he said, every week it's Alabama. Yeah, this is another level and it just quickens up. And you could tell with Fields who, like Michael said, he's not, he's not the type of dude that wants to get out and run. Uh, Michael, I don't know the context. He said, I'm not used to this, but the offensive line's performance putrid. You know, defensively, the Bears actually played okay. That's not the issue. It was, the issue was just, you know, I, you wonder if his confidence Fields may be shaken moving forward. If you're Ryan Pace and Juan Castillo, your line coach, comes walking in your office and says, you know, we could we could use Justin P- Jason Peters back. He, he, he kick him. He said, no, go back out. Like, we can't. He's 39 years old. He's He can't play anymore. You know, it's like, you know, like that's not going to work. Yeah. Some team could use Barry Sanders, but he can't yes. play anymore. He'd be good. You though. know what I'm saying? I mean, he'd be great. But the reality of it is, is when you go to Jason Peters as your starting left tackle, you got problems. Uh, problems in D.C., the nation's capital, and that's on defense. They're the 31st unit in football. Is that good? I don't think it is. And yesterday, who's worse than they are? I think I think the Seahawks right now are worse, but it's it's nip and tuck. Yesterday gave up almost 500 yards. I'm telling when I say and uh, James Bond, our buddy Stephen Bond, he's a Bills fan. You know, man of mystery behind the glass. Uh, when I tell you that, and you know this, that he wasn't pressured at all by that fearsome force, that fearsome front from Washington, I'm telling you, Allen was sitting chilly in the pocket. He was unbel- Well, uh, first of all, first of all, my man Chase Young. He no one loves to go past the quarterback more than he does. No <laughs> Olay, one loves it. Olay. He is always up the field, three yards past the quarterback. Can't wait to get by them. Can't wait. A good. He loves it, and so he can get the TV guys say, "Oh, Chase Young had pressure on him." No, he didn't. He was running past the quarterback. That's all he's done. Look, at some point they're going to have to have to come to Jesus meeting. Ron Rivera said before the game, "This will be a true test. The test is you failed." Your defense stinks. We've been saying this for a while on this program. You wouldn't have made the playoffs if you were honest with yourself, if Jalen Hurts would have taken himself out of the game or Doug Peterson took him out. You're terrible on defense. You've been terrible. I don't care what your rankings were. You played no quarterbacks last year. Zero. Zero. It's like people say, well, the Raiders' defense has really turned the corner. They're better. Oh, really? They, they're better? Okay, they played Lamar, who doesn't really throw it well. They went back and they beat Ben, who's in cement. And then they beat backup Jake, Jake and Kobe Brissett. We'll know if they're any good this week against Justin Herbert. That's what we'll find out. The true number, by the way, was closer. That open nine and a half bet down to Buffalo lane seven. An easy cover yeah. was over the 45. I mean, that yeah, was Allen couldn't have been more comfortable in the pocket yesterday. It really was a walk in the park for the, for the Bills. You know, I mean, it was a walk in the park for the Bills at some point when, I mean, we should have said, I mean, this is where, where I fault myself because I, I keep giving people the benefit of the doubt that they're going to get it turned around. When you give up 29 points to one of the worst offenses in all of football, the New York football giants, how can you not give up 40? And I think the book was just smarter than I was. The book said, this is a nine and a half point game. And I'm like, no, that line's too much, too much, too much. You got to take Washington. No. That line should have been 12. Washington's terrible. What are they 26% on third? They give up 57% on third down. Oh, it's the, you talked about Herbert. Remember what the Chargers did on third down, and then the Bills came back and pretty much, I mean, it was unbelievable. And they're easy throws. Yes. They're not even hard throws. Like, you know, when you got that, when, when 
Carr hits Edwards for that throw. That's a hard throw. That's a championship throw. Some of these throws Allen were making, they weren't even hard. Also, three turnovers to nothing for the Bills. So that was about as ugly as it gets. The I Bills. mean, where are we going with Washington? They didn't take a quarterback in the draft because, you know, they wanted to fix the rest of their team around. The rest of their team isn't any good. Like, tell me when they play good on defense. Tell me. Bills I'll not- watch it. I'll go watch it. I mean, you know, just because you beat some backup quarterback. I mean, look, go through the backup quarterbacks they played last year. Bills were 9 of 15 on third down. So that cont- th- that offense, the, the defense is terrible. The, the linebackers in Washington, um, they're playing that rookie, Jalen Davis, I believe. He's just, he's not ready. Uh, Bostic is slow. They're just, that big Fuller, the big time free agent signing is terrible. You know, it's, it's, it's really incredible. And, but it's all predicated upon that front four. And the front four is doing nothing. And the nothing. front four is terrible. The front four is terrible. Uh, young, look. I mean, you could say they're all, to be honest with you, it's either this. They're either poorly coached, okay, that's one, or they were overdrafted. You make the decision. Okay. Give me some time. I'm going to think about it. Uh, we're, for the next 10 years, Patrick Mahomes is going to have some company, and Justin Herbert's the name. I mean, wow. he, he like the kid is, he's completely unfazed. Even when he, he bounces back from a bad throw, and yesterday they were catching seven, at the Chiefs, a straight-up winner. Uh, this was a, an interesting game, to say the least, but a straight-up winner, 30-24. to 24. We just have a minute here, but your thoughts quickly on Herbert and the Chargers beating the Chiefs at, at Arrowhead. You know what I like about that game the most is Staley's comments after the game. He said, look, I went forward, on, I went forward to get the touchdown because the kicking was really dangerous, and I knew they couldn't cover Mike Williams. He was the best player on the field. I love that. He's watching the game. He's watching the game. He's paying attention. And the thing that I loved the most about it was he looked right across the field and said, I don't care about you guys being in Super Bowls. We can beat you. And he went out there and did it. He we, went for it on fourth and nine. He, he was going for it on fourth and four. He said, oh, okay, fourth and nine, I'll go for it. We have step They into- can't cover those guys. Who's going to cover those guys? We've got Josh, and then we've got step into my office. More of this Herbert conversation will continue with Michael and step into my office. But next, Josh Applebaum will get his play on Monday night. Coming up here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, keep telling you. Make sure you subscribe. vcin.com slash subscribe. Again, when you go there, you can get a free trial right now. And then, I mean, it's 22 bucks a month. And I always just say it's a side hustle. It's a side. It's an op- opportunity for us to help you make some money. Uh, odds, data, splits, everything you need. vcin.com slash subscribe. Get over there right now. Michael Lombardi hanging out there in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher live from the vcin studios here at the South Point. Josh Applebaum joins now. Market Insights, of course betting across America, and as we say hi to Josh, um, some updates. One, I mean, the unders have been killing it going into tonight. What are they, 11-4 and four going into tonight? Good morning, Josh. Good afternoon. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning, Michael. Yeah, we've got to talk to Eagles and the Cowboys, and uh, obviously I want to get Michael's take on uh, when the earth stands still in New England when Brady comes back to Foxborough. But quick recap of yesterday, Patrick. I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, we've seen this contrarian angle of backing dogs and backing unders really have a great start to the NFL season thus far. So you hit on it, you know, unders, you know, we knew dogs were doing, doing great. You know, we're doing a lot of Lombardi lines and these, these dogs are barking. You had it again yesterday, eight and five ATS. These dogs are now 30 and 17 against the spread on the season, 64%. Uh, the, really the big angle here with dogs is these short road dogs plus six or less guys. It's been a grinder spot for me for a few years now, but it's really off to a fantastic start. Five and one ATS yesterday. It's now 14 and two against the spread uh, so far this season and 62% the last two years. So we knew dogs were, were doing well, but the surprise to me, Patrick and Michael, is the unders. You know, unders, as Patrick mentioned, 11 and four now this week, and unders very quietly, 28 and 19, 60%. Uh, so far this season. Now, if you layer on a couple more elements here, make them even a little bit better. Non-conference unders, Michael, this is a little bit surprising. The lack of familiarity typically benefits the offense, but right now, lack of familiarity is benefiting the defense. Non-conference unders are 12 and four this year, 75%. When the total stays the same or falls, 
So there's no uh, increase to the total. Maybe some just some under money showing up or lack of over money. Uh, 16 and 10 so far to the under 62%. And these low total unders, guys, this is kind of crazy. When you see a total of 45 or less, the public says that's nothing. They'll easily go over that total uh, together with both points combined. But when it's 45 or less, the under is now 12 and 2 so far to start the year. So, Michael, what do you think? Are you more surprised by these dogs barking or are you more surprised by these unders coming through for contrarians? You know, I'm not surprised by the dogs barking. I, I think the unders I'm surprised at because I've seen so many pass interference calls. I thought there'd be more points scored, you know, and I, I thought it's so hard to play defense. I thought at least the month of September we would see more offensive football, you know, because the defense would be a little bit behind conditioning and all those things. So, you know, I think the unders, but not the not the dogs. I think the dogs, I think some of these games, the, the, they're pretty even. Everybody's fairly even. And, you know, whoever gets good quarterbacking play at the right time, like the Colts, the Colts could have easily covered that line yesterday if Wentz makes one throw in the game in the red zone, but he doesn't make it. So it really comes down to situational. And the teams that have been bad situationally, like the Colts, they're not covering for you. Two, 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 two uh, totals I want to point out. 42 is a key number when talking totals, Josh. And that Cincinnati, pardon me, that Cincinnati-Pittsburgh game closed 42, uh, where I bet it. And at 24 10, so 34 easily stays under. And then you had a 41 and a half close in Denver with an easy under 26 nothing. So those were the two lowest totals and both easily cashed to the under. Yeah, and Patrick, you bring up a great point because, you know, I always look at it like in baseball terms. Like if you see a, to- a low total of like six and a half or seven, everyone's just like, that's so low. They yeah. have to go over. It's the same thought process, Patrick, pretty much across all sports. We see like, you know, when we do college basketball, low totals with, uh, you know, Virginia, when the total's like, one, you know, 110 or something really low like that. It's just the thought process of it has to go over. It's so low. But again, the odds makers are the sharpest people in the room. They're setting these numbers based on their models and algorithms. And great point by you, Patrick. Even though it's low, it's actually coming through. So that's kind of that that really, really, you know, you know, you know, you got to kind of get behind a play that looks like it's got no shot. But there's it's set low for a reason. And obviously, these low totals are sailing, sailing through. Again, 45 or less. The total to the under is now 12 and two this year. Michael, we didn't talk about that Jets offense. Um, oh my oof. god, it's horrible. But. But I think the under theme too is look if you go through under, what why are we hitting unders? Because the offense, the, bat, the the rookie quarterbacks aren't playing very well. I mean, let's just be real honest here. I mean, Texans that game goes under. Davis Love, Davis Davis Mills, he didn't play very good, right? So we got that in there. We got the Bears go under. Justin Fields didn't play very good. I think the Cardinals went under at fifty, right? They were over fifty. They were like fifty-four. That went under. Lawrence didn't play good, right? Mm-hmm. We know this. Mac Jones. You know, 13 points for them. So I think when you get these rookies, Zach Wilson, no points. And that's what helps unders go when one team can't score. And then you get teams like the foul, then the other quarterbacks like Roethlisberger and Matt Ryan and quarterback Carson Wentz that aren't playing good. They're going to lead to the under. And great point by you. And I believe it was Ben Fox who had the tweet. I want to give him credit, Josh. You may have seen it too, where, oh, this year's rookie quarterbacks are now one in 10 straight up and ATS in games they started through uh, week three this season. So they're not covering, they're not winning at all. The rookies there, Josh. Yeah, exactly right, Patrick. And this is something that we apply a lot to win totals. So going into these win totals, taking these unders, fade rookie coaches, fade rookie quarterbacks. You're totally right. I think, you know, obviously these these players that we've seen light up in college, it's a whole nother animal. And Michael knows this when he gets to the NFL. So seeing things you've never seen before, uh, you know, being out coached, out smart. You even saw uh, one of the, uh, you know, I think with the linemen for the Jets saying like, Zach Wilson's got to learn. He can't just dance around and toss it up. He's got to get it out there quick. So again, betting against rookie coaches, rookie quarterbacks, you could say, wow, I can buy low on them. But I think the, the you know proof is in the pudding here. Betting against them has really done well so far. Big proof is in the pudding guy, Josh Applebaum. I feel like oh, that's, yeah. you know, you know, like he, he must be a pudding guy. Are you a chocolate and vanilla? Or are you a swirl pudding guy, Josh? Oh, give me vanilla, Michael, all day. Yeah, vanilla. Josh, that's my, that's my Josh you're the best. Uh, the number tonight, uh, as Michael said, he, he said, I think it's going to get to three, and we are sitting tier three. Most books, three and a half, but again, we're sitting three with the Cowboys laying it, and a total right around 51, 51 and a half, Josh. Yeah, we've been talking about, you know, the Eagles pretty much all week, guys. Last week's shows, you know, throughout this weekend, and really nothing's changed. This looks to be a pretty sharp play here on Philadelphia. So a lot of things to like about Philly. Number one, just from a contrarian angle, we got the numbers from BetMGM with John Ewing. 74% of bets are on Dallas here. Uh, so, again, you walk into a bar, everyone's got a Dallas ticket. Primetime games, we've seen these dogs. You saw it with Packers again last night where the three and a half didn't end up not mattering. You know, they end up winning outright. But going primetime and taking these dogs, 5-3 and three ATS, now 33-22 and 22 ATS. 
60% the last two years. Uh, also, Michael, the divisional dog angle. We talk about this all the time, but these divisional games, especially when you can find these hooks, like to me, if you can still find a, a shop out there giving you a three and a half, I would look at that, uh, obviously, here instead of the three. But divisional dogs, 57% ATS last two years. Short road dog, six or less, the system that we hit on, 62% last two years, 14 and two ATS this year. Also an interesting one, guys. You saw it with San Fran last night. Fading teams making their week three home opener. So you're on the road, you're coming home, maybe got a lot of people asking you for tickets, a lot of distractions. Betting against those teams like the Cowboys here tonight, uh, last decade, 31 and 15 against the spread at 67%. Uh, doesn't hurt. You have Brad Rogers here, a big road referee. Uh, he's a young ref, but actually road teams are off to a 32 and 26 ATS start, 56%. So, Michael, I'm looking at buying low on, on Philly. The joke is, hey, they don't need the points. I'll take the three and a half. What do you think, Michael? Is this going to be kind of a field goal game? Are you still going with the points here with the Eagles? You know, I definitely like this game at three and a half. I think it's a field goal game. I don't trust Zerline. I know he made the big 56-yarder last week for Dallas, but I don't trust him. I think Philly can move the football. I think this Dallas defense is still vulnerable. I mean, they won't have Lawrence. They get Randy Gregory back today but they don't have Neil. They like to play Neil in a lot of their sub packages. He's a nickel linebacker. Jalen Smith really can't run very well. One thing the Eagles do with their RPO stuff, they make you defend the width of the field by your by your speed. And if Smith and Vanderbosch is in the game, they're, that, they're not a fast group. And Parsons is really, he's going to be dynamic. You watch him tonight at number 11. He's really good. He's not your typical Coke machine, Josh. He's really a good <laughs> Coke machine. And so he can disrupt things, and he's going to really create some problems. But if they can handle him, there's a lot of pathways to throw the football. Hurts has got to complete more than 12 passes. This is going to be a Nick Sirianni test game. You know, he wore his T-shirt all week. He wore his T-shirt all week, beat Dallas. He made every Philadelphia fan happy. That Like, that really matters. But we'll see what happens. It's just a massive Monday night in division game. I mean, just huge. So good. It's going to be I'm, – I'm, Really looking forward to the game, actually. Josh, I know you wanted, we just have about a minute and a half. You wanted to touch on uh, New England here. Yeah, I just want to get Michael's you know take here moving into this week because we've already seen a big move with Brady coming back to to New England. It's going to break records for tickets. Obviously, you know if you're in New England, this is the biggest thing in, in a long time here, Brady coming back, the Belichick angle, all that. But just from a betting perspective, Michael, a lot of these books open uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks minus five and a half on the road. Immediately once that line was out there, you had a lot of respect to money overnight hit the bucks uh, minus five and a half. Now we're all the way up to six and a half. Michael, what do you think if this thing gets to seven, if it's continuing in this direction and I'm seeing nobody back Mac Jones in the points here, could you see yourself maybe grabbing the Patriots plus seven at home in a really contrarian Sunday night game? Uh, you know, Josh, the way they played last week, they're better, but really fixed their offensive line. Trent Brown hopefully will be back, which will help them. Uh, but I was surprised the number. I thought the number should have been six and a half. I thought it was going to be just a shade under a touchdown. And, and Bill Berman and I were having dinner last night, and he was going through the lines, and he said it's five and a half. And I said to him at that time, I said, people are going to jump all over this. I think there's no doubt. I think that was a line. And the, the other line that he that he hit me with was that the Jets were at Tennessee, and that line was at five and a half. And now it's all the way up to seven and a half. And I think it's soon to be nine. I think it's going to go way out. It's going to keep going. Yeah, that five and a half up to six and a half with Tampa Bay, New England. It'd be fascinating to see if we touch seven. My guess is we I thought do. that was a light line. Yeah. My guess, Josh, is we touch seven and immediately better than take New England and we come back down to six and a half. It'll be next Sunday. We'll find out where we close on that game. Josh, enjoy your Monday. Enjoy the game tonight. Appreciate it, guys. Good luck. Step Thanks, into my Josh. office. Michael Lombardi's office next here on the Lombardi line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Okay, it's Monday Night Football. The king of sportsbooks is BetMGM. That's tonight. Philly and Dallas, if they score a touchdown, you're going to win $200. All you have to do is invest $10 for new bettors over at BetMGM. It's, you're going to win the money. It's a great offer. Okay, VSIN200 is the code. VSIN200 to win, to win $200 on a $10 investment. Philly, Dallas, score a touchdown. You're a winner. Okay, 1-800-GAMBLER. If you have an issue, you've got to be 21 years or older. Lombardi line, I want to throw this up. I think Michael's really going to like this as we step into his office, step into my office, Michael Lombardi. Let's go ahead and throw the graphic up there, Mr. Bond. Look at that. I want to give a shout-out to Carlos, oh, who made that graphic, nice. and I think That's that impressive. looks awesome. You see Gridiron Genius down in the corner. Love that. You've got yeah, your pad where you've that. been taking notes. Step into it, my office. That is great. It. Good job, Carlos. Yeah, and, that's awesome. And Steven Carlos, get, getting thank that you done. very much. Yeah, that I looks great. I appreciate you. Now, now, who's coming in my office, Patrick? Who are you sending in here? Well, let's go ahead and throw up your the options here. I've got a couple of curveballs I want to throw, but Mr. Bond, well, the man of mystery. I've come, uh, I did want to ask you quickly, uh, step into my office, uh, Frank Reich, who you like a lot. And we'll get to mm-hmm. the Giants in a second, but who you like a lot since 03, I mean, a team that's 0 and 3 since 80, I think six teams have made the postseason, so it doesn't happen very often. If Frank Wright came into your office, what would you say to him? Uh, you know, I would say, Frank, look, I think the thing we've got to get straightened out is this quarterback. And I would say to him, Frank, you've got a very limited amount of time to get this quarterback straightened out because I'm not sold on it. I'm not sold that he can do it. I'm not sold that he can handle what we need him to handle. But you've got about five or six games to handle this because I am not paying a first-round pick for this. I'm just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. He's not worth a first-round pick. So either we okay, get this fixed now or we're, or we're going to go to Jacob Eason or we're going to go to somebody else. Don't know who, but we're going to do that. We are not. We are not going to continue down this road. I gave you Philip Rivers. I didn't really want to do that. I wanted to draft a quarterback, but you wanted Rivers. I gave you Wentz. I really didn't want to do that, but you wanted Wentz. You got four games. Hey, Mr. Reich, you seem like a great guy. I I like the salt and pepper beard. If you could just please, nope, get the hell out of here. Uh, Step into my office, uh, Joe Judge. Oh, it's weird. Joe Judge has brought Coach Garrett with him into Michael Lombardi's office. What would you say (laughs) to the Giants brass there? I I would say this. Look, these problems are way bigger than us, right? They're deeper than us. We need more creativity. We need motion. We need to be able to dress some things up. And we can no longer just think that Saquon's going to break a long run. We've got to spend some time on our run game. And now that we've lost Blake Martinez to a torn ACL, we're going to have to get our defense fixed in terms of communication. Even when we had Blake Martinez, we couldn't get lined up in the Washington game. They ran the ball in. We had two against five. We're going to have to figure out a way to, not, to, to win games by making some explosive plays and get the ball worked down the field. 
and we're going to have to slow the game down because we're just not talented enough. And then I would just basically say, look, every day is going to be a competitive day in practice, whether we're in pads or no pads, because until we increase the competitive nature of this team, we're not going to win any games. Okay, Joe. I feel like Joe Judge wants to fight me as I ask him to leave the office, but I feel like <laughs> he's like that when he gets gas uh, at the gas station. Uh, and thank you, Coach Garrett. We appreciate well, you. Well, the other thing I would do is I would also ask for John Mara to come down to my office because I think really what I said earlier is the key. Because really dealing with Judge and Coach Garrett are, are, are really just deck tears off the Titanic. Mm. Until we get to the root of the cultural issues within this organization, the mistakes that we made, the loyalty that we show to people that perhaps don't deserve it, we're going to continue down this path. We need an intervention. We need a new way of doing business because we're going to end up like A&P. We're going to be out of business. And the only reason we won't go out of business is because we profit share in this comp- in, the, in the National Football League because the way we're doing things is not going to be conducive. And if we don't like change, we are irrelevant right now. We've won 14 games in the last four years. I think that tells us all we need to know. Give me that quote about change, which I really like. If you don't like change, you're going to like irrelevance even less by Eric Shininsky of the United States Army. What a freaking quote. I love that. All right. You said culture, so let's talk about the Lions. Here comes Dan Campbell. He's got about 12 Rockstar Energy drinks as he steps into Michael's <laughs> office. What would you say to Dan? I mean, just a heartbreaking loss yesterday. The team has battled. I'll give him credit. Well, yeah, I'd say, look, Dan, I mean, I think you've done a really as good a job as you can do, but I think here's the reality. What we must do is we've got to be smart with all our decisions. And if we're going to take the game into the fourth quarter, we got to have a fourth quarter plan. We've got to figure out how to win games in the fourth quarter and how we're going to attack the fourth quarter. So we really got to do that. We got to be smart. We've got to improve our kicking game. I'm really happy you benched Jamie Collins this week. I was happy not to see him on the field. Anybody's better than playing somebody who can't run. Let's try to fix this. Let's focus our team on 2023. Who would be on the team in 2023? Let's make sure we're playing those guys. Okay. Now, this is a curveball, but I have to ask you. So, step into my office, Michael Lombardi, uh, Chris Greer, who I think most believe has done a really good job with the Dolphins. But I have to ask you this, because we all have bad days at work. The Tua... Taking Tua before Herbert conversation, again, I'm not trying to pick on the guy, but how is such a botch possible? Is it because the Oregon, they just didn't have wonderful tape on Herbert? You see Herbert, he's huge. Everything. Like, he's just a massive human as well. They go Tua, the name at the time. Again, Chris Greer, I think most believe he's done a good job with the Dolphins, but Michael, how does that happen? Well, I think it happens because, you know, we allow the perception, we allow the the media to create a narrative about a player. Mm-hmm. It's just never there. I mean, Mike Francesa said on his program that 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 Tua was as good was better than Steve Young. Mm. That's rough. He was better than Steve Young. Like like that was never the case. Steve Young could run four four flat. He could outrun anybody. So there's been this perception, and I would, tell, I would tell Chris, Chris, you've got the right idea. We've picked the wrong players. You've tried to invest in the offensive line, but it's not working. Vegas has just told us there's actually a better, but we have a, we have a better team when we play Brissett, who we know is not good enough. We know he's not good enough than we do if we play Tua. What does that tell us about Tua? He's not good enough. We need a quarterback. We can't do this without a quarterback. So let's fix the offensive lines and let's fix the quarterback. Look, I said this earlier on the program. The, the biggest mistake we all make is when we don't recognize problems, when we're too late. Those two words, T-O-O, late, L-A-T-E, too late to recognize. And Chris Greer's, don't be too late to recognize you need a quarterback. Don't be too late to recognize that Austin Jackson isn't a very good left tackle or Jesse Hunt's not a very good right tackle. Like, we're going to need to fix these problems because if we don't, we're not going to win. And Jacoby Brissett, honestly, played very well. He's just not good enough to be a starter consistently. He seems like a nice guy, too. Jacoby was fine yesterday here in Vegas. And had no a, doubt. And played, had a great throw Gave on fourth, a chance to fourth win. and 20. And I thought there was pass interference in the end zone. I don't know about you, Pat. I, I, I would thought agree. there was pass interference I would agree. in the end zone. And he converted a oh, two-point conversion. Well, I, yeah. You know, I, Brissett, I thought, if you if Brissett's your backup, you're feeling pretty good about yourself, but not your starter. Yep. You know, there is a difference yep. there. Um, 
okay, we'll save the Bears because I'm sure that trend will continue into next week, and we'll circle back to. Well, he's. Did you see what he announced today? He just told us Shaw Shepard reported. What did he say? Yes, he said that every quarterback's in play. That Nick Foles, like Eric Justin Hipple? Fields, or yeah, that's what that's what everybody said. Your, Will Hill wants to know if Kyle Wharton's still in play, you know, and then Jay is Jay Cutler still in play? Like who's in play? Everybody. You know, Jimmy McMahon in play. I see you, Steve, and we got two minutes. Yeah, James Bond. Right, so, he's too he's too young to remember Eric Hipple. You remember I, Eric Hipple, uh, your boy. Uh, <laughs> Cowboys one and seven ATS their last eight games as a favorite. They come into this one a three and a half point favorite against the Eagles in town. Let's get your official play I, I on like, the way out. I, I like Philly. I think as long as you get the three and a half, I think it's a good play. I think you got an opportunity to they gotta move the football. They're going down there. I think Philly played San Francisco. They should have taken advantage of their secondary. They didn't do it. I think Philly's defensive front can cause some problems for Dak Prescott. They got to reroute these receivers. They got to be physical with them. They've got to be able. This game's going to be in the twenties. You're going to have to score with them. You're going to have to make some plays. Throw the ball down the field. Attack these corners of Dallas with Watkins, with Rieger, with 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 any one of the receivers that you think you can. Zach Ertz is back. It's got to be your best day, Jalen Hurts. I'm going to go take the Eagles on the points. Okay. This is a selfish question from a friend of mine in Michigan. Does Michael have a lean on the total? Total's 51 and a half tonight, Monday Night Football. I lean under here. I lean under. I think it'll be a 24-20 game. I think that's going to be. Eagles defense is pretty good. It is. And it's, 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 it's 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 a fun game. Because there's so many elements, right? That uh, Cowboys offense is always fun to watch. Plus, they'll do something that's wild. So yep. we can laugh and point at the TV. And then the Eagles, it's a mammoth game for Jalen Hurts. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. It's a mammoth game for Jalen Hurts. He's got to play well. These are the moments. This is what we're counting for. This is why we lift all them weights, Patrick. I'm, I'm going to go home and... I don't know. Not, not work out. Uh, je- thank you to Jeff. Thank you to the man of mystery. Dino, Thanks, James. Happy Bond. birthday. Thank happy you, happy second Th- birthday. Uh, Dino. Dino, I love you, Dino. Happy birthday. There you go. Michael, have a great Monday. You're going to be thank back you, on Patrick. Wednesday. I'll see you Thursday because I'm coasting over thank here. You. We'll see you, we'll see you <laughs> next time. Enjoy Beach. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. It's Lombardi Line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.